Hi, and welcome to Cycles of Life podcast. My name is Jana Puisha, and I'm a certified life coach, trainer, and human resource professional, and very much a self-development enthusiast. This podcast is about our ever-changing life, because it's never just a simple straight line. It doesn't always have predictable patterns and turns. Everything around us is a collection of repeating and evolving cycles. So this podcast attempts to explore the nuance of life. I will be sharing thoughts and stories based on my self-exploration and work as a life coach, but also interviews with inspiring people. Hi, Victoria. Lovely to have you on the podcast. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Uh, Before we dive in, it would be lovely if you could just introduce yourself in a few sentences. So who you are, what you do. Okay. (laughs) Who am I? I know, it's Um, an easy question. (laughs) I'll give you a a simplified answer to that. Um, So, yeah, my name is Victoria. I guess um, who I am and what I do is I'm a writer and I just have my first book out, which has been published by the Unbound Press. Um, I'm also a psychotherapist and a koya and mindfulness teacher. Um, And I currently live in Bournemouth, although that is a kind of transitory, uh, a transitory thing (laughs) for me. I'm a, I'm a nomad. I don't actually have a, a fixed address or, um, you know, and that's been the case for the last few years. So that's maybe Mm -hmm. something that, that will sort of explore a little bit more (laughs) um so yeah I'm a kind of a a free spirit and um always looking to to uh kind of you know find my find my place I guess and find my find my most authentic self Mm -hmm. yeah oh brilliant so something that I'm always really interested in is to learn how do people end end up where they are so if you could mm. outline maybe briefly <laughs> kind of the main points or what led you to be where you are right now. I think, I think that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> is because, <laughs> you know, um, because that, that's exactly, you know, the premise of my book is, um, is, is a memoir, you know, told through, uh, through that kind of lens of, you know, where I am now. And then I, I never actually intended to to write my entire life story when I set out writing it, but I realized in order to kind of give context and in order to really properly answer that question that you've just asked me, it, you know, you need to sort of always take into account, you know, the bigger picture because, you know, everything is a kind of cause and effect and this happens mm-hmm. and it leads to that. And then this happens and it leads to that and, it, you know, and so on through through our whole lives. So I guess how um, how I find myself here now is through through I was going to say through a lifetime of, of sort of looking at myself and doing the work, <laughs> um, which sort of you know feels quite exhausting even just saying that. But in in reality, I guess you know having been a psychotherapist for the last twenty years, um, having been a mindfulness teacher for the last kind of twelve years or so, you know that has obviously kind of brought with it a lot of self reflection, a lot of self inquiry, mm-hmm. and a lot of you know personal development. So I guess certainly it feels like for at least half my life, I have been um, I've been looking at myself and been really curious about about the patterns, you know, that we all have. And um, 
So I realize I'm not necessarily answering the question at all because I don't find <laughs> it an easy question to answer. It's like, you know, how did we get here? Well, from everything that's ever happened to me since the day I've been born is how I get here mm. now. And everything yep. kind of builds on from that. But there's certainly something about um, me now reaching this age and this phase in my life um, that feels like it has kind of helped me or enabled me to, to take a bit of a <clears throat> a bit of a detour to, um, you know, to kind of get away from these kind of mainstream narratives of how we're supposed to live. And I guess also coupled with yeah everything that, that has been going on for the last year or so, that's really helped to kind of propel me more out of kind of mainstream narratives because I've never really felt like they have worked for me but mm -hmm. I didn't really know how and I didn't really know uh, what the alternatives would be so I feel like I'm really exploring that now and kind of navigating all that now. And that's the topic that I'm so interested in because I feel okay. loads of us kind of have a path ahead of us that we think that's what we should be doing especially when we're younger when mm. we go to universities when we go to colleges but do you see that path ahead of us? And we think, right, when I reach the top, I will be happy. That's where the, the pot of mm. gold is hidden. Mm. And that just never happens, does it? Well, no, because it's wrong. It's, yeah. it's basically, I think it's, it's, a, it's a fundamental flaw in, you know, the way that we are educated and the way that we're programmed, really, um, to always kind of... Um, be striving and achieving and being in this doing mode and and the whole way that I think our education system is set up around kind of intellectual learning and academic learning um you know keeps us you know sort of on that path of kind of yeah I'll do this and then I'll do that and then I need to do that and then I need to do that and then you know like you say the pop of gold or you know we have some sense that that that's that's what we're supposed to be aiming for um but it doesn't work because it's not right and it kind of goes against all the laws of nature mm. which are about being you know we're cyclical beings you know and we are um you know we're creative beings and if we live more in tune with that and and following those creative impulses and that intuition that we have, which is so, you know, it, you know, we're so, um, we're so disencouraged in our, certainly in our culture, in our, in our systems to, um, you know, to cultivate that and to be able to follow our hearts and follow our instincts. Um, so, uh, yeah. So no wonder it doesn't work. Mm, yeah. And where so many of us then are, are kind of, dissatisfied mm. or or at best kind of I think there's a sort of a culture of well I, I'm not unhappy you know I think I often hear that you know mm. in my work there's this sort of almost like you know this sort of compromise of and, and low expectations of just actually how we are supposed to feel we're supposed to feel joyful and abundant and you know thriving and, and vibrating highly and I think you know most of us you know, don't really realise that. And, and, and if we can just be not happy, uh, not unhappy, then that's maybe good enough, yeah. which is, you know, a bit sad, really. Yeah, the expectations are so low. So yeah, <laughs> as far as we're yeah. surviving, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's all, you know, the, the like I say, the kind of systems that, that we live mm. in sort of drive us towards that, 
you know, where you've got to keep up, you know, we live in this sort of whole scarcity kind of culture where, you know, there's not enough money or there's not enough time or we haven't had enough sleep or there's not enough, not enough, not enough. And we, we're just kind of mostly, you know, chasing our tails to, to sort of just, just keep, keep up with, with all of those, um, you know, all of those sort of expectations. Mm-hmm. So I certainly feel like I'm really breaking away from those now and, actually kind of now when I look back I think yeah I, I was and I, I certainly was trying to break away from them when I was younger you know when I was sort of in my teens and in my 20s and then I kind of got pulled in I got pulled into the system I got caught up in that um, you know by having kids <laughs> and mm-hmm. then sort of just you know going along with you know how yeah. things are set out um, so I feel like I've sort of come to to the next phase in my life now you know when my kids have um have have left home and it's an opportunity for me to sort of you know get back to that and then think okay actually how do I what do I want the next phase of my life Mm -hmm. to look like because it's certainly not it doesn't feel in alignment with kind of you know what we're being encouraged into no absolutely and it really resonates everything that you've said Mm. I think it's interesting, but we have to play by the rules sometimes, do we? It's life, it happens. <laughs> we live in this material world, so we have to play by the rules sometimes. It's like it's a cycle. As again, you go through some things, you have to follow the rules, then you realise, actually, I want something different, and then you get to the next stage. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would challenge that with where I am now. I, I Actually, I don't think we do ever have to Ooh, follow the rules okay we we think we do and I've uh-huh. certainly thought thought that I had to and um I think I'm now seeing that quite differently that that there is you know we always have the freedom to choose and it might not be easy I'm not saying it's easy to not follow the rules mm-hmm. that that's and, and when you stop following the rules that's a very different path that you end up going down mm-hmm. um but I would yeah I would challenge that we have to yeah, I feel like so much fear. And even you saying that in me, I feel like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fear I can feel bubbling up. I'm yeah. thinking, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, do you... don't let that be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, oh, I have to change things. <laughs> I think that's where, that's well, where that fear is, comes yeah, from. Yeah, and it? that's when, exactly. And that's when it gets interesting. And that's when we then kind of come up against all our sort of shadow stuff and Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that that we've been avoiding and how yeah it's easy to hide behind the rules it's easy to hide behind the systems because then we don't actually have to take responsibility for our own decisions and our own outcomes Um, and you know like I say it's not easy to do that because all of that stuff that we've been avoiding will then come up to meet us and it's then how we meet it and whether we're whether we're able to do that or whether we just kind of go back to, you know, um, doing as we're told. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. It's interesting that you, well, you've called yourself a nomad to begin with. I'm so intrigued by that. Yeah. (laughs) Because the, the, the kind of the, I don't know, not having a home, it feels so scary. I just wonder how did that happen for you and how, yeah, it was your so, story. so yeah, it was, it was an interesting process. And um, 
I, I guess even even the de definition of a nomad, you know, do I even identify with being a nomad? I, I don't know. I guess we've all sort of got a different mm. um, association, you know, with that with that word. And I, I guess for me, what that means is I don't I don't currently, and I have certainly no plans to ever again of owning my own home or having a mortgage um, or you know paying rent, you know, on on a sort of regular ongoing basis. Um, you know, I want the freedom to be able to, to, to move around and to travel and to experience different ways of living. And in particular, what I'm really interested in now moving forward is, is about community living. And I think that's something okay. that is really being born out of everything that, that you know, we're experiencing now. Um, that a lot of people are feeling that call back to, you know, community based living and, mm -hmm. you know, doing things differently because clearly we cannot carry on like we are yeah. um so but but in terms of how that happened for me um was yeah I mean like I say so almost three years ago now my my youngest left for uh for university and my eldest so I've got two sons um my eldest had already moved out and so I just felt like I kind of had a choice you know and it was it was a real um, yeah, it was it was a kind of a, a crossroads, I guess, in my life where I thought, okay, well, I can either, um, you know, maybe get some lodges in or work more mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, pay, pay the mortgage and carry on like I am, or I can sell the house and <laughs> reap some of the, you know, some of the financial rewards of, of, of you know, the, the money that had been made on, on the house where we'd lived like for the last 12 years and and kind of you know find a way of living that that feels more that feels more in alignment you know with, with who I am and who I want to who I want to be so it wasn't it, it certainly wasn't an overnight decision but I guess it wasn't a huge it didn't take me too long I did procrastinate about it for mm -hmm. um I don't know maybe six months or something and I the thing that I really wrestled with was and, and as well, you know, having having a background of a psychotherapist, I'm very aware of how important a secure base is yeah. for us, you know, as we're growing up and when we leave home. And so I did wrestle with how, um, you know, how, how what, what the impact was going to be on my sons of, mm -hmm. you know, um, not being able to provide them with a secure base to kind of come and go from as they were making their transition into, you know, independent life. Um, so actually what I did um, for a year, I did rent uh, a property where, uh, so it was a massive downsize, like from selling the house and then renting a, a two-bed flat um, and having that as a kind of a base where we could all come and go from for, for the next year. And then during the course of that year, I realized that oh, I just, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be part mm -hmm. of this kind of system. And I don't want to be paying, you know, huge amount of rent every month um, when I'm not necessarily, you know, always going to be there. And, and they would just really seemed, you know, quite happy you know, living their own independent lives. So after that first year, I then sold all my furniture, sold most of my possessions. Um, everything I own now fits into just one attic room at my mum's. Oh. 
And I thought, you know, like you sort of having that reaction, I really, mm-hmm. when I thought about doing that, I felt really anxious and I, it felt like a real risk. And I thought, oh, God, you know, I'm going to be trying to buy everything <laughs> back again as soon as I've sold it and start kind of backtracking. But I can't tell you how liberating it felt and still does. And there's something about everything I own fitting into one small space actually feels so containing. And I think that was a really overriding feeling for me once I'd done it was that rather than feeling insecure and anxious about what I'd done, it actually had the opposite feeling. It felt very containing and very secure that, you know, it suddenly felt like everything was kind of manageable again, Mm -hmm. because you know, a big part of the process of of selling my house and, and, and selling my stuff was about letting go of responsibility. And in that process as well, I also, you know, sort of drastically reduced my workload and set about, um, you know, starting to write my book. And I went on a couple of writing retreats and, and did some traveling. Um, so it was all about that that letting go of responsibility, which mm-hmm. I think I hadn't realized until that point how much I had been kind of carrying that and having been a, a single working parent for, you know, 20 odd years, it, you know, and working as a psychotherapist and as a supervisor and kind of, you know, that's a lot to hold. Um, and I think I just just wanted to, you know, let go of it. <laughs> Do you ever wish you've done it sooner? Um, yes. And well, yes, I wish I had. I really wish that I had chosen a, a different way of life when the boys were younger mm-hmm. and that that would have been a journey that, that we would have done together. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I do wish that I had been more in my truth then and been awake then because I feel like you know in the last certainly in the last um, kind of 10-15 years I've really woken up and certainly in the last 15 months I've really woken up (laughs) (laughs) on a whole nother level Um, and yeah but but I yeah I wish I had kind of made some some different choices when they were younger and chosen a more alternative lifestyle that they could have then been part of that they would have benefited from but you know the whole cliche about you know no regrets and everything works out exactly the way it's meant to we you know the experience we have is the one that we're meant to have and you know I I fully I fully believe in in trusting in the process and that everything Mm -hmm. unfolds you know exactly as as it um, needs to um so yeah I wish I'd kind of done it sooner with them but um you know yeah I didn't no fair enough I just was curious (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's a good question yeah yeah Um, but I'm certainly glad that I'm not sitting here in in 10 years from now thinking like Oh, wish I, you know, so mm-hmm. now, you know, over the last couple of years since I have done it, you know, it's like, yeah, now it feels like the time is right. The time is right for me. I'm at that stage in my life and, you know, making that transition, you know, with kids leaving home and everything and coming into my, um, 
yeah, as, as so many women do. And I mean, another another subject that I'm very interested in and passionate about is, is about how, as women, we, we meet perimenopause and the menopause. And again, you know, breaking away from the, the mainstream narratives about that. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that feels like it's a big part of my process as well right yeah. now and, and something that's really empowering me to, to, to kind of live my, um, my authentic life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to me, it sounds like you're almost reconnected with your inner or higher self, however you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering, is there something that maybe helped you, or maybe something that you could recommend to others that you think was just help you to accelerate that? Um, perimenopause I'd recommend that to other women (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know so yeah that Um, lots of things I think you know uh, certainly all the 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 practices that I do and that, that I've sort of come to in my life I mean I think just generally you know having been a psychotherapist for so long I guess I have a good awareness of interesting you mentioned the higher self because you know that's one thing that I was thinking of is like what I would really encourage others into is really knowing the difference between our ego and our higher self okay. um, which I think a lot of the time again we, we're not in, we're not educated around mm-hmm. this stuff you know and it's only if you happen to find yourself in therapy or if you go down that kind of route, you know, in, in a professional capacity that, or, you know, you study psychology or whatever, you know, you might have some idea of that. But, you know, that for me has been a big part of the process then of being able to trust my instinct and my impulses and like say connecting, you know, reconnecting with my higher self, because I think we all have that connection mm-hmm. when we're born, but it's, it's kind of conditioned out of us. Yeah. Um, so, so that, um, yeah, I mean, my, 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 you know, my, my training and my practice as a mindfulness teacher, you know, that's obviously been a, been a big part of the process for me as well. And then something else that I definitely want to mention, which I would definitely recommend to any woman. And if you haven't tried it, I think every woman should at least know about Koya. So, uh, so Koya, and that's spelled Q-O-Y-A. And it's a movement practice for designed for women. And it's based on the idea that through movement, we remember and that we remember that our essence as women is wise, wild and free. And that's a real kind of, you know, (laughs) that was a real strap line from, from, you know, koyalove.com. But I I would, that for me, I, I, I came across Koya through doing yoga. One of my yoga teachers was teaching Koya and I thought, God, that sounds a bit hideous, actually. <laughs> when she, she invited us along, and I thought, oh, women only, oh, dancing, like, oh, you know, without any, you know, without having had a drink first, or I don't know, it really, it pressed all my buttons to the point where I had such a, I had a physical sort of um, aversion to it. And what I'm so grateful for is, is that having already got to that point that I know that if something is showing up for me in that way, it means it's a, it's a massive invitation to go there and to think like, okay, what has this got to teach me? And so I, I went not despite that reaction, but because of that reaction. And it's, you know, it again, it always sounds a bit of a cliche, a bit of an overused term to say that it 
changed my life, but it really did. Um, you know, coming across Koya has been a game changer for me mm. and and then subsequently going on to do my own teacher training and now that being part of what I do. And I re it's really helped me to connect to that, um, yeah, to, to my truth, I guess, and finding my voice. And I really don't know that I would have written my book, um, you know, let alone then put it out there into the world if it, if it hadn't been for that. So... Yeah, I've never heard of that, that before. And until, this is, you know, until I kind of started the... doing research on you. Okay, well, <laughs> well like yeah. looking at your website. <laughs> yeah, well, Koya's been around for um, about 11 years, I, I think now. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's, mm -hmm. it's a really amazing, really unique practice. It's, it's kind of, you know, it has its roots in, um, sort of ancient, you know, shamanic um, traditions, and it draws on the practices of yoga, but, you know, not yoga as we might know it in our Western culture, um, mm -hmm. you know, pure sort of yoga as prayer and yeah. based on feminine movement and free dance. And it really, you know, in all the things that I've done over the years and various retreats and spiritual practices and everything, for me, you know, there's something very special about that has really helped me to to access um one thing that it really did bring me that I has still kind of blows my mind is this sense of sisterhood uh -huh. which I think as well we have a big sisterhood wound that is very kind of prevalent in our you know female female culture um and also feel like it really sort of opened my heart up um, you know, to, to myself and, and to others. And it's, it's, yeah, it's made a huge difference in the mm -hmm. way that I relate. Is, if I would mm -hmm. want to try, is there something that I need to go to the class or is it something you can practice on your own? How does that? Well, both. I mean, I, I guess, you know, in an ideal world, it's like with everything, I would always, you know, my preference would always be face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. um, you know, experiences and in-person experiences. However, I think, you know, at least, you know, one of the things that, that has happened over this time is that things like that are more accessible now because yeah. we can go online and we can, you know, you can be anywhere in the world and you can log on to a class. So, so both really, I mean, I'd really encourage, you know, if anybody is interested, then go on to, well, you can go onto my website, mm -hmm. first of all, and have a look about Koya. And then there's a link on my website to koya.love, which, which is based in America. And there is a, there's a directory there of um, global kind of teachers and, and the classes that they run and, and where to find them. And there's a lot of free online videos that you can do through that website as well. And just to kind of get a taste of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, brilliant. Thank you for sharing. I will link yeah. your website, of course, below. So people will be yeah, able to brilliant. have a look. Just yeah. because I'm quite, oh, I would like to call myself quite spiritual. <laughs> I'm definitely okay. in the circle. Like I like to know all these things, but I've never came yeah. across that, which is interesting. No, no. Yeah, and I, I, I think I sort of have mixed feelings about that, you know, part of me thinks, you know, yeah, you know, it should be, everybody should know about it, it should be more mainstream. But then, of course, if it was, it would, it would sort of lose something, I mm, think. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things, you know, you don't find Koya, Koya finds you. Okay. <laughs> it will come. <laughs> and now it's found you, Jana. Yes, I know, I feel it, I feel it, what are you telling me now? <laughs> Okay, great. Well, let's do it. I'd be happy to 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 
arrange something with you if you want a little taster yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely I feel like yeah. this is my yeah. invitation I have to say yes yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and I think that's another thing for me certainly in the last couple of years maybe especially in the last year I've just been feel like I'm showing up more I'm saying yes more you know having you know one of my patterns that I sort of write a lot about in the book is you know a lifetime of kind of saying yes when I meant no and saying no when I meant yes and being really confused about the difference and feel like I'm really coming into alignment with that now that you know saying yes when I mean yes and taking the risk to to do that and and you know like I said to you at the beginning of this call you know when when the opportunity to to do this podcast with you came about I really know yep yep yes (laughs) I'll do that Uh, Mm -hmm. just because it felt intuitively right um, and and being more discerning about you know about saying no when it when it doesn't feel right. Yeah, so and I think loads of people will resonate yeah. with that. But I feel yeah. like it's all connected to that self of worth and that feeling of being enough. It totally, totally did. Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much um, hit the nail on the head about I think my process and and the story that that I've written about is is really all about my kind of internal um, my internal journey with that. Mm-hmm. yeah of, of um accepting that I'm good enough and enough yeah. and not too much and kind of you know just right and you know mm-hmm. all of that that has shown up in my life in in so many different ways yeah kind of, I feel like this comes up myself and, yeah and that comes yeah. up with a lot of women I feel people who identify right. as women yeah it's yeah, definitely something yeah. that we've been repressing for quite a long time absolutely and and you know and how we sort of have sort of I guess felt like you know we need to kind of prove ourselves in order to be you know it's the it's a whole you know it's a symptom of, of patriarchal you know systems that, that we've been living in is that you know women's voices haven't been as as um as as heard or as worthy or as important and so we're really sort of reclaiming that and yeah there's a the, you know you can see it all over the place can't you about this sort of rising in in you know women's empowerment you know whatever mm. way that shows up but you know finding our voices and speaking our truths and saying you know actually that's not okay and and it doesn't you know we don't have to sexualize everything in order to do that yeah you know, absolutely kind of association with with you know that sort of how we've been sort of taught how to sort of manipulate in order to get our own way or you know or you know through some kind of sexualized way that then then we're noticed you know so there's yeah there's loads changing around all that thank god (laughs) (laughs) about time yeah although I feel like it's just well what I'm trying to say is it is time for that and I feel like we've been in that the opposite side for such a long time where it was all about masculine and all the kind of masculine features and um, characteristics were celebrated and that's the only way you could get in the world and now mm. it's slowly going back and mm. it does feel like things are changing mm-hmm. it does and of course that you know that's that that process of change like when the pendulum swings yeah. it, it'll kind of swing too far it mm. won't swing too far it'll swing in balance the other yeah. way and so it might feel that we're sort of going too far the other way. But I think that is just a, a, a temporary state as well that we need to bring ourselves back into balance so that at some point we can sort of 
rest in the middle mm-hmm. of this kind of way where it's not, you know, patriarchal and it's not then, you know, matriarchal and, and doing the complete opposite, you know, to try to sort of, um, you know, even the playing field that, that it does need to come into some kind of balance. But, but that's a natural process and we have mm. to swing too far the other way first. Otherwise, we'll never reach that that middle point. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you need to naturally. Yeah, you need to explore that boundary. You know, need to know how, how far does that mm. go? <laughs> what is wrong? And then you know yeah, that you can come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you've mentioned your book a few times. Um, Have I? Do you mind sharing <laughs> the title and where people can purchase? Because it's yes, out now, I, I believe. Yeah. To. It is out now. Yes, it's been out for about six weeks now. Um, so the title of my book is Falling Awake, A Heroine's Journey. And um, yeah, like, as I've sort of alluded to, I guess it's a, it's a memoir very much told through the perspective of, you know, the sort of the psychotherapist lens but I've, you know, I've written about it, you know, through my own first hand experiences. It's all written in the first person. It's all written in the present tense, um, going back over my life about, you know, how we all repeat the patterns that are set mm-hmm. in early childhood without even realizing until then we can, you know, fall awake enough to then break free from that and set ourselves free. So ultimately, I think it's it's all about freedom from Mm -hmm. um you know yeah kind of everything that we've been talking about today really and so you can purchase that from anywhere that you would normally buy books from online so it's available either you know as a as a print version or as an ebook uh hopefully an audio book to come um or you can order one directly through me through my website if you'd like a signed copy then you can go to my website which is victoriasmusic.com which i guess you'll put a a link link, yeah absolutely podcast right yeah yeah brilliant so if people would like to get in touch with you or kind of follow you what are the best ways of doing that yeah, so best way is, is through my website if you want to, to make contact with me and just, just find out more about, you know, about the, 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 you know, the offerings that, that, I, that I have, which is Koya and mindfulness and, and therapy. I also run a women's writing circle, um, mm. which is on a Monday evening between 6 and 8 p.m. So um, anybody that's interested in exploring their own writing journey and it's very much about writing from the heart um so there's information about that on my website as well um so yeah so best way is through my website i i i'm a i'm an occasional instagram user as well <laughs> which is victoria underscore smizic so you can find me on instagram but um it's not somewhere i hang out um for very long or very often <laughs> Fair enough. No, absolutely. Um, is yeah. there anything else exciting coming up that you would like to share? Maybe what you're excited about for the next few months? Um, yeah, well, it's interesting because I, I'm in this um, this situation now where I'm I'm living with, with a good friend of mine and I'm, I'm renting a room from her and I'm living right on the beach and it's it's great. It's, it's going to be a you know great ex- place to kind of spend the summer. Um, and I'm also sort of feeling into, but what next? And I think because of how things are currently in the world, it's really difficult for any of us to, to 
make plans. And normally, under normal circumstances, I would probably have a flight. Well, I probably wouldn't even be here under normal circumstances <laughs> because I, I came back when all of this kicked off, and um, you know, haven't haven't left again since. Um, so I'm really in this process of really trying to practice, and you know, and it is a a, a practice definitely of just kind of being open to 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 what shows up and where I'm being guided and one one big thing that has changed for me over the last year or so is that I feel like I've moved from a very kind of I-centric position to a more we-centric Mm-hmm. So rather than kind of, well, what do I want to do next? What do I, where do I want to go? What do I want to be doing? What do I need? I feel like I'm moving much more into a space of, um, you know, how can I, how can I be of service and where, you know, where is, where am I kind of best place to be able to do that? And even as I'm saying that, I'm kind of hearing the words thinking, oh God, that sounds really, um, I don't know all of it. You know, again, we have these these associations. This sort of stigma was sort of very virtuous, or kind of mm-hmm. you know, Mother Teresa of me. <sighs> um, but but as well, I think we're moving into a new paradigm with that. I think this yeah. is you know. So I'm I'm very excited, despite all the craziness that that has been going on and still goes on. I'm actually very excited about what this is kind of birthing, and I think we're really being birthed into a new paradigm, a new way of living, a different way of living, moving away from old systems that don't work, moving away mm-hmm. from old mindsets of, of keeping us kind of stuck um, in this sort of scarcity um, feeling and, and moving into something new. So I'm really interested in feeling my way into that. And I guess that's all I'm doing right now is kind of navigating navigating that that terrain and and seeing what it brings and I think the best I can do is kind of you know stay present and stay open and and you know see see what emerges without Mm -hmm. controlling it you know that's oh I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that I don't know what I'm going to do and just being okay with the not knowing is is a kind of a is a practice in itself Mm -hmm. absolutely and actually you never know which of your words will ignite something in someone else exactly exactly and that's the whole reason why well the whole reason why I put the book out there it's not necessarily the whole reason I wrote it you know I wrote the book you know initially for myself and to kind of to you know go through my own process with that but but in 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 deciding you know to get it published and and have it out there it's all about you know sharing my story Mm -hmm. I trust will will just resonate you know and if, if it just makes a difference and inspires and and you know connects somebody to to something of their own truth that then helps them to you know to live a more authentic life then then that's that's what it's all about you know because I know my experience of reading other women's stories you know that have been really really impactful for me so, you know, that's, you know, when we, when we share, because, you know, like you said, everything overlaps, you know, we all have these overlapping cycles and patterns and, you know, the, the detail of the story might be different, but mm-hmm. the processes are, are generally the same. And exactly. so, you know, everything, everything resonates. So yeah, hopefully, you know, what I've written about resonates and hopefully what we've talked about today resonates. No, absolutely. I think that's why it's so important to have these conversations because, 
you just yeah. never know who listens you never know no, who hears exactly. you never know who picks up things from it exactly and and by by staying silent you know like we have been um then it's just so unhelpful and mm -hmm. I think you know very often and a lot part of my process has been sort of again the ego and just to get out of my own way and I went through the whole kind of oh who's gonna who's gonna care about my who's interested in reading what I've been through and like I'm you know oh uh, yeah and I just saying actually it's not about me you know I'm 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 sharing this um you know and I've I've shared stuff that I never thought I would share with anybody let alone just kind of you know write it and put it out there but, but um yeah it's 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 not about me and if it if it helps then then great no absolutely i feel like it's such a good mm. message to kind of finish off on as well mm. Um, mm. the question that i always like to ask yes. at the end uh, is if you could give a message to younger self what would that mm. be uh yeah so I reflected on this question because you you'd put it in the email to me uh, uh, as an option and um i guess just a a sort of a, a brief answer to that would be to to follow your heart and mm -hmm. to trust your instinct and your intuition and develop your your creativity you know it's like it, in other words, do all the things that we're disencouraged <laughs> to do. But having said that, you know, it, it's a bit like the regrets question, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I know that I had to go through everything that I've been through in order to be where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I know that where I am now is, is only because I've had those experiences and because I'm now coming into this life phase and because I'm coming into, you know, because I'm the age that I am and the whole menopause process, so it, it's sort of a bit of a, um, you know, the question sort of, you know, doesn't really sort of have that, that same meaning, I think, but, but I would absolutely want to um, encourage, you know, anyone, no matter how old they are. And I guess when you say your younger self, you know, that could be my, that could be my 49 year old self, couldn't it? Of course, I dissociated it with me being the little girl who, you know, was kind of lost and, and trying to find her way um, rather than the 49-year-old who was lost and trying to find her way. Exactly. And that's why I like asking that question. It's not just yeah. for yourself, it's for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, of what course, is no matter nugget? what age we are. Yeah. yeah, be true to yourself no matter what. That, exactly. is my, that is my overriding message, no matter what the cost, no matter what the loss is, no matter what <laughs> upheaval that takes. Um, practice non-attachment and be true to yourself no matter what oh what a beautiful spot to finish on oh victoria thank you so so much for your time oh thank <laughs> you <laughs> thank you very much lovely to speak thank you so much for listening it would mean a world to me if you rate this podcast if you're using an apple podcast app all you need to do is just scroll down a bit and hit those five stars don't forget to subscribe, that way you will not miss any future episodes. And if you would like to work with me as a life coach, you can find all information on my website and you can get in touch with me through my Instagram or email. All will be linked in the show notes.